Tonight on Country Squire Radio, it's a pipe smoking 101 on the difference between tin and loose leaf tobaccos. Plus, we've got a quick fire question related to bristles and whether or not you should use them on certain stems. With quick fire questions, listener feedback, and a lot of great stuff happening tonight, all on Country Squire Radio. This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Tin Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, a crazy start to the year, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I, I just feel like, uh, you know, December just beat the ever living crap out of out of both of us. And, it's it's not done, uh, and, I, and 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 it's just kind of lingering on into uh, into January. I mean, things are okay, but Jesus, just been uh, been kind of nuts. I have this theory that this is not actually January, but actually it's December in disguise. <laughs> I can see that, like, except without the gift. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no holidays. Just just but but a lot of but all, but the, but all the work involved. Yeah, yeah, and and, this, and sickness and cold, and the schools are still <laughs> shut down. So you know, there, there's I, I know, well. right? It's been crazy, man. I'm actually. I am wearing a, a vest. I'm wearing a, like a, a winter vest yeah, look, right it now. Looks, on the show. Uh, looks good on you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, that's that's good. Uh, but no, we you, you, this way your your torso doesn't get cold, but your arms are are frozen solid. I, well, that's what uh, Ra's al Ghul told Batman, and Batman begins. You know, he said, "Rub your chest; your arms will take care of themselves." Which I'm just really? now realizing sounds inappropriate, right? That's yeah. That, well, let's talk about something else. Yeah, let's talk about. That. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so man, we've got a lot of great stuff that's going on here in the in the pipe world. But before we actually talk about that, we want to give a, uh, just kind of a, a shout out and just kind of our thoughts and prayers um, to someone who the live channel has heard us mention several times. But if you listen to the podcast, you probably haven't heard us mention his name very much, and that's uh, our producer Mike. Yeah, Mike. Uh, uh, obviously, um, you know uh, we love Mike. Uh, the Country Squire Radio would not happen uh, without Mike. Absolutely. In fact, you know, uh, Mike came on board uh, last year uh, to uh, to help us make make the show and do a lot of uh, uh, the post production and cleanup work, and uh, has done a, a fantastic job. He is currently in the hospital, and I won't go into all the details, but um, you know, I just want to say that our thoughts and prayers are with him. Uh, from uh, he just actually sent out a notification that he's supposed to be in the hospital until the twenty third. Uh, so he's wow. in there for a couple of days. Okay, uh, but he has okay. assured me that he's got Wi-Fi, and so he's still he'll still be helping us. What out. a trooper, man! I'm telling I mean, you, like, yeah, you know, we're we're sitting here like ready to you know cover and figure out alternatives, and he's like, nah, you know, I, I, if I don't do this, I'll get bored. So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yeah, we're really uh, really thankful. But um, man, pr- please, uh, if you, if you are one that uh, man uh, lifts up lifts up prayers occasionally, please do for our producer, Mike. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mike Water, we, we appreciate, appreciate that. Yep. All right. Also, uh, we've got some some good stuff that's coming up, man. We got the, uh, the uh, a special episode on the horizon here with the pipe smoking archetypes. Now, this is kind of an extension of our pipe culture episodes that we do from time to time. And this is where we kind of explore various aspects of uh, the, the culture surrounding the pipe. Now, the pipe smoking archetypes is where we take unique archetypes of, of people or images that you may think of, uh, characters, be they history or fiction, uh, that really kind of embody what pipe smoking is yeah, in yeah. a sense. And so the archetypes that we're going to be looking at here in uh, the next coming weeks are the aristocrat and the farmer. You you said it right. I said it right. <laughs> I'm and, so be- glad. and because I acknowledged it, you're not going to say it right again, Never the, again the rest of the show. It's all over. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. It's all over. But anyway, so <laughs> if you've got some thoughts on those uh, on those archetypes, uh, be sure to send those in, uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. We'd love to get those in from you. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a great time for us to turn the mics around to you guys and uh, and really kind of let you guys dictate 
where the conversation is going to go. That's the fun thing about the uh, pipe culture we, series. We love the pipe culture series because we do. It reminds Bo and I that there's this greater world out there. Like, where do I fit into the kind of the pipe smoking community, right? And so we already get feedback about this kind of stuff, and people are passionate about kind of what brought them into the fold, where they kind of fit into the um, you know the greater universe of of, of you know <laughs> just of pipe smoking. And and I don't know. We we really appreciate just the. Uh, the really thoughtful responses that we get to kind of this this uh, stuff. So anyway, we're excited about that. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, we also uh, have got uh, some really exciting things to announce right now, and that is uh, the winners of our Custom Cobb auction. That's right. Uh, man, okay, so uh, if, if you've been tuning in for the last several weeks and, of course, during the holidays as well, uh, we did a, a, a Custom Cobb competition in which on our Christmas special episode, we announced the winner uh, who will be receiving the trophy uh, just a, a quick update uh, to to said winner. The the, 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 crush, the trophy just needed a a little um reinforcing. Yeah, 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 bu- yeah. Buttressing. It it um some it, some uh it fell apart. We, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, we were we were getting it all packaged up for shipping, and it and it kind of uh, it, it fell apart. I'm not going to say whose fault it was. Was it the person who that w- made it? They really really poorly, really poorly. Right. Or right. was it the person that uh, it broke in his hand? Or the guy with palsy that can't you know <laughs> keep anything straight when he's holding it because he shakes so bad? Yeah. Yeah. One way or the other. Uh, it, it was is, a, uh, it was a combined effort of failure. Yeah. But <laughs> but but we we stepped it up. But it's and it's beautiful. It's now. gorgeous. It's sitting right over there. We're, yeah. we're looking forward to uh, to that to that going out to our uh, our lucky winner. Kind of got a hover platform there. That's right yeah. There. But anyway, of course, we do also have the the pipes to auction off, which have been made in much better quality than the trophy. And so we'll be going out. Um, you know, we we uh, did this auction as kind of a way to to fundraise uh, for the Ronald McDonald House. And man, I am so proud of all of you that participated in in the auction. Uh, we have been able to raise Country Squire Radio listeners have been able to raise three hundred and thirty bucks that we'll be sending to the yeah, Ronald McDonald House. That's really so exciting. Really, really exciting. Uh, here's here's what you do if you won the pipe. Uh, you'll need to send in uh, the amounts in which you was the winning bid. Uh, to the Country Squire here, and we'll have that contact information for you. Just in check formats, great. You'll get your pipe in the mail once we uh, once we get that check. And who yeah. will be winning these lucky pipes? Yeah, uh, the uh, first, actually one person, uh, one, two of them. We had the winning pipe that actually won our competition. So it looked like a chimney, had a reindeer, some lights strung across the across the uh, the shank there. That was won by Peter Massey. Hey. Um, and then uh, the the number two also uh, that and he won that for uh, at eighty dollars. The uh, the second pipe was a beautiful uh, hand painted pipe by Liz White. Uh, it's the um, manger scene, just incredibly yeah, detailed. Is probably the most detailed pipe of of all of them. Just a stunning pipe. And uh, and Peter Massey also won that one as well for fifty dollars. Ed Roden won one of the most elaborate pipes uh, that we had. Uh, which is the uh, the night before Christmas pipe? I know the, uh, the, the pipe before the, Christmas. The pipe, the pipe before Christmas, and uh, gosh, what just what a it's the box um, and everything. I know the poem and the box and and just all of it. And he, uh, he yeah. Won full that. disclosure, I wanted to bid on that one. I know, dude. I know, I know. It, it was it was uh, really just really wonderful to have all these submissions. But um, he won it for uh, fifty dollars. The uh, uh, custom cob that had the face of Santa Claus with the removable cap. Was won by Randy Varju. Is that is that Varge? Varge. Varge. I, I'm assuming that's Varge. Varge. But he won it for fifty bucks. The pipe pirate. That's right. <laughs> and then, uh, man, someone that wanted this pipe very badly. The last one, our uh, abominable snowman pipe that came in. It's a painted, uh, small cob pipe. Uh, and going, uh, the winning bid, a hundred dollars went to Terry Pickard. All right. Uh, Terry wanted that pipe really, really bad. Good so man. anyway, it was a. Uh, really exciting but y'all thanks for participating in this both if you uh designed and created one of these custom cobs uh we appreciate the folks at missouri meersham appreciate it 
of course, all this goes for a for a great cause. But but then also the folks that uh, that were willing to bid and take a few of these pipes home, uh, we were we were just really thrilled about that. So anyway, get with us. Uh, you know, if you'll just send those payments, uh, you know, uh, in uh, if you'll email us uh, show at countrysquireradio.com or you can call me at the shop. You know, we can talk about how to get get that all all rolling. But we're uh, we're th- we're thrilled, and, and thanks so much. Absolutely. Um. All right, man. So uh, we got we got a great show tonight. We're looking forward to. Um. You know, we are doing a pipe smoking show for pipe smokers, both young and old, both uh the longtime smokers, the expert uh, expertise uh, minded, <laughs> <laughs> the experts in the field. Uh, but we're also not just doing it for for those that have been in it for a while. Man, been we're, around for a while, right? We're doing it for the noobs as well. We're doing it for people who have just picked up the pipe, but they're still kind of exploring it. We we still get those emails. We still see those iTunes reviews of people who are very new to uh, smoking a pipe. And and one of the first things they do is they go on and they uh, they search for podcasts, and of course they find Country Squire Radio, and uh, in, in an effort to kind of learn this new hobby and and the culture that's around it, and you know the the basic practices and. You know, uh, what is it that you like to say? There's no dumb questions. There's only dumb me. That, that, there's no stupid questions, just stupid people. Exactly. Right. And, uh, and these <laughs> these are not stupid. But mostly people. that just applies to both. That's exactly. And, right. and, and and me as well. But I mean, yeah. you know, we um yeah, I mean th- these are these are you know the, these these shows that we do about uh you know for newer pipe smokers are just you know kind of getting their sea legs underneath them. Right. There's a lot of going on in the pipe industry, and so we want to give them some knowledge that kind of helps them move forward and, and maybe connect them with some uh, better resources. So the the topic, this is a pipe smoking 101 that we're doing tonight. And and this the topic tonight is about uh, the difference between tin tobacco and loose leaf tobacco. Again, for, for long-time pipe smokers, you think, well, I mean, it seems like it's obvious. Well, maybe it's not. <laughs> that, no, that's it. That's it. And a lot of folks come in, you know, the newer smokers, they we see it all the time, right? So they'll uh, they come in the shop. Typically, if I find that they're a newer smoker, I'll you know, kind of encourage them to gravitate or over to the tobacco bar where they see all these jars of tobacco lined up. Uh, you know, they can open them up, smell them, uh, feel the texture, the moisture, kind of get an idea of what, uh, you know, what some of them, you know, might smell or taste like, you know, but then once they kind of get their feet wet a little bit, they, they recognize that, you know, these tins are on the other side of the shop, yeah. right? These, uh, these, you know, these, you know, beautiful tins, they're more expensive, but they're pretty, the artwork's, you know, attractive and all that. And so, you know, these new smokers start to wonder, you know, there's these tins. They're really shiny, and they make me want them all. Right, but uh, but, but they are and, intimidating at and first. They're, they're a little intimidating, you know. But they, you know, they have these beautiful logos, and but they're expensive, and because yeah. you can't smell them, you don't know exactly what you're getting. And yeah. if you're a new pipe smoker and you read all these big words on the back of a tin, you may not know what those mean. You can't even read um, some of those words. And and you were in Mississippi, so it, the reading is a luxury anyway. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the bulk tobacco behind us, you know, these we, are small words. You can tell whoever came up with these names. Very small. Very small. Right. No, that's that's yeah. right. Right. Yeah, yeah, Challenged. Yeah. 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 Built built for for you. Right. From him. No, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the best with my, my abilities, right? Uh, no, so the bulk tobaccos, you know, they in, in juxtaposed to the tins, you know, you've got these jars. They, uh, You can see the leaf itself, see what it looks like. Uh, you know, it's real sensory. You can smell it. Well, we used to say you could sample it, but now we have our our, our, our two bit hit. Two bit hit. Uh, thanks for uh, th- thanks uh, to our, our friends at the federal government. So yeah, you know, it's just stuff like that that uh, is the difference. So what what's the difference there? That's kind of what we're talking about. What's the difference? And and you know, frankly, which one's better for you? Is is the best bet to go kind of loose leaf than tin, or, or do you want to do kind of a point for point? Well, 
you know, it's funny. I always um, point people in different directions um, depending on what kind of tobacco they like. Yeah. And so for the newer smoker, the sensory element of the bulk tobacco is so helpful. Yeah. You know, because you yes. get to you get to see the different leaves. Like, uh, oh, let me show you the difference between a you know a cube cut and a ribbon cut or a uh, a shag cut or a flake, you know, you can smell the different tobaccos to give them kind of an idea of this is what an aromatic might smell like, a non-aromatic, an English blend. Oh, you want to smell straight Latakia or Perique? Well, let me let me let you do that kind of thing. It makes more sense that way. So, so you do kind of have to consider a few things when you're tr- selecting between the, the tobaccos in, in cans or the tobaccos in, you know, in jars. One thing to keep in mind is that some of the most popular tobaccos in the world are sold both both in bulk and in tin. Okay, so, so right. some some of the most popular tobaccos, literally of all time, very you know incredibly venerated tobaccos that have been around for decades. Um, you know these are tobaccos that are sold in both format. Right here we've got uh, Mac Baron Scottish Blend, probably top ten tobacco for me. Just such a great tobacco. But this is a tobacco that you can buy both in bulk, like you can here at the Country Squire. Or in a tin, uh, MacBaron tins this, and uh, you have to buy a big can of it. I think it's three and a half grams or three and a half ounces. You know, but that's something you can do uh, do either way. And for most of these, you can find them almost anywhere, right? That's right. That's right. But depending on, um, you know, if you're dealing with a with a shop that deals in a lot of pipe tobacco, that's the thing. You know, and and you know, this is kind of the the caveat, right? So the MacBaron Scottish mixture, it's the exact same tobacco that you would get bulk or in the tin. There's literally no difference. The quality's right. no different. The recipe's not different. It came from the exact same factory, the exact same batches. All things being equal, in that situation where you can get it in the tin or bulk, you want to buy it in bulk because it's just going to be cheaper. Um, these shiny packages that make people want to collect all the tins, in in most cases, you're paying you're paying for the for the packaging. For the packaging. Right? And and we love it. I, I've had people come in the shop and they've admitted to me you know, to my face, they're like, well, I'm just, you know, excuse me, forgive me, but they said, you know, I, I'm just a tin whore. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I have to have the tin because I want the artwork and I want to be able to post it on my Instagram and, you know, <laughs> on and on. But And, and you know, the tins are beautiful. They uh, can be functional, you know, if they're a nice storage way, you can exactly, tote them with the you. Exactly, uh, the They're more durable than, yeah. uh, than the baggies that we, uh, than we put out. So, you know, the most popular tobaccos in the world, some of them do come in both bulk and tin, and you know, all things being equal, equal, if you're buying it from a reputable uh, shop, you know, it's the same tobacco, but if it's a reputable pipe shop or or a, a shop that deals in a lot of pipe tobacco, in other words, if you can tell that tobacco is turning really regularly and they're caring for the tobacco right, right, and right. they're professionals in pipe tobacco, then bulk is the way to go for those those tobaccos, like a Scottish blend or a MacBaron Virginia Number no. One. Um, you know, we've got Lane 1Q. That's another one that comes in actually both tin and uh, and bulk now. And those tobaccos, if it's cared for properly, uh, are going to be much more economical, you know, uh, if, if you buy it in bulk. All right. So cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a relatively common practice for some pipe shops to actually take these bulk tobaccos and put a unique and put, and put their name on them. Even right. their own name. Yeah, that, yeah. That's that's right. And so, this is this is frowned upon or this is well, it, it, it generally from the snob from the snob per, <laughs> from the snob perspective it is. Right, right, right. And, and you know, it you know, at the country squire we you know, the the new blends we put out, those are those are homegrown blends. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. I mean the, what what we sell these we always sell these two shelves right here. 
these are all hand-blended tobaccos whose recipes are originated at the Country Squire. So if it's something that comes out of a bag and goes into a jar, it goes on the top shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, so that way if folks are buying Lane 1Q, they know they're buying Lane 1Q. Well, yeah, you know and I, mean, I mean, that's the yeah. thing, right? Like yeah. Lane 1Q, and, and this is, you know, obviously no disrespect to a, to a, to an age, ages-old blend, but yeah, very, that name is very, like, like you know, industrial. Yeah. No, that's right. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> so, right, yeah. I get What's the your serial number? The, well, name. the serial number is 1Q. Well, put it on the jar, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I do get the, the desire for a lot of Absolutely. these to change the name from yeah. that standpoint. Absolutely. But on the other hand, like, if you go in and you see, you know, a giant Lane 1Q, like, slapped on the bucket, right. you know everything well, else that doesn't have that is legit. That's that's the idea. Yeah, that that's the idea. So, but yeah, some some shops do that. That's another thing. W- what's your preference in some of these tobaccos, right? So, are you a non-aromatic smoker or are you an aromatic smoker? Are aromatic smokers most most bulk tobaccos are going to be aromatic. Mm. Um, you know, certainly the bulk tobaccos that you would find in your in your brick and mortar pipe shop. Uh, are going to be aromatic. Most non-aromatics are going to be, you know, in tin tobaccos. Now, obviously, they're aromatic tins and they're non-aromatic bulks. We sell them, we blend them, and we're very proud of our non-aromatic bulks. But for bulk tobacco on the, you know, shelf variety, the moisture content in a bulk tobacco tends to be higher. And so, you know, a lot of aromatic smokers, they like a tobacco that tends to be a little moisture, something that carries more uh, of those uh, those natural syrups and juices and things like that, uh, you know, that's very desired for a lot of aromatic smokers. And so you'll find that more in your bulk tobacco. And if you like a tobacco that is that, you know, we come in and, and folks will literally say, you know, hey, I want your, I want a tobacco that's really sweet and really wet, you know, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they just kind of learned to smoke a tobacco like that. Then a bulk tobacco is going to be, going to be your best bet that uh, e- even aromatic tin tobaccos are going to be uh, much more on the drier side, even know. if it's the exact same tobacco. Even if it's yeah, yeah even if it's the exact same. But uh, but yeah, they're, they're, you know that always the moisture content uh, is always higher in a bulk um, tobacco. Also, if you're an aromatic smoker, aging doesn't really affect an aromatic tobacco the way it does a non-aromatic. So if you if you like a sweeter tobacco, you know aging is not going to do the you know have the dramatic positive effect on aromatic tobacco really? as it will on non-aeros. Yeah. The, I would the, have expected the other way around. That's interesting. Yeah, see the the casing, the topping and the, you know, the syrups that are that we use on aromatic tobaccos, they kind of arrest the ability oh. for the tobacco to to have any kind of chemical reaction. So, huh. so yeah. you're kind of you're almost preserving it in its perfect state. You know, it's basically mummified in that in that <laughs> in that, you know, delicious sweetness, right? And so uh-huh. Um, you know, so the tobacco, once you put it up at that, you know, it, it just it's just not going to really change a lot. Because of that, you know, the bulk uh, way is just so much uh, more economical. Um, the moisture content tends to be higher. The variety is much better in a, in a bulk tobacco. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, that, just one thing to keep in mind. On the tin tobacco side, you know, most tins are going to be non-aromatic. So you've got these non-aromatic venerated tobaccos that are loved for decades and decades, you know, you're, you know, dealing with tobaccos that, you know, just have just been around forever. Just to give you an idea, you know, if you had to pick one or the other, if you're an aromatic smoker, you're probably going to find quite a bit more variety in the, in the bulk blends. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so an- another thing to consider is freshness too. So if you're at a tobacco shop that does a lot of tobacco, but not, or a lot of, you know, other types of tobacco, cigars, uh, certainly cigarettes or anything like that, and they do happen to have some bulk tobacco blends. Honestly, you probably want to steer towards their tin section because 
tobaccos in that kind of environment really probably aren't, in, unless you go into a shop and you realize, hey, that's a pipe shop. They sell a lot of pipe-related stuff. Right. Um, you know, they typically probably are not turning their bulk tobacco very often. Yeah, you said turning a couple of times. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and what I mean by that is, yeah, what, what I mean by that is uh, selling it. You know, the selling it and restocking. It. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. A great question. I'm glad to clarify that. Yeah. So, you know, when I say turning or moving, that in, in a cigar shop that carries a few different, you know, bulk tobacco blends, there's a really good chance that tobacco has been sitting on the shelf it for a long for time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Lane 1Q and HGL and probably a few others that are popular BCA. And they might have sat there for four or five months, uh, you know, in between each person buying it. The tobacco might have sat there for a couple of <laughs> years, you know. So if, if it's a shop that just doesn't do a whole lot of pipe related stuff. You want to veer towards the tins simply out of freshness sake. But if it's a if it's a true tobacconist, if it's a pipe shop, if it's a you know a shop that does you know just a whole lot of uh, pipe related business, they're moving the tobacco, they're turning it, they're they're selling it, restocking it. Things are fresh. Bulk is is certainly the way to go uh, if you can find something in bulk that you that you like. And so that that's a good way to go. So so which ones you know which one's better? Like wh- which one is. Uh, you know, better for you, better for Joe pipe smoker who, you know, has this or that kind of preference. In that specific situation where it's literally the same tobacco, just different. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a case by case basis, right? right like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it really is. So let me be honest before I tell you, you know, the, you know, the different options out there as a retailer. So, uh, you know, again, we like to come at it from... wonder what your preference is going to be. Exactly. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> Bo's sitting here grinning at me, like pointing at our house blends, right? So Notice so, all the tins behind us. I know, right? Oh, wait. No, these aren't tins. Uh, exa- exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, just to, you know, let the guard down, wolf in sheep's clothing, like as a retailer who hand blends tobacco, obviously, you know, we have an incentive to sell our own blends. Right. but. But that doesn't mean they're always the best option. You know, to be honest, one, one thing we've always prided ourselves on is being a good resource, even if it's recommending another product or or whatever. And and frankly, uh, you know, for a lot of tobacco enthusiasts, the stuff behind us might not be the best option. It might be on the other side of the room, which is no uh, taste. Which is which is great. So for aromatic pipe smokers, by far and away, you know, if you had to pick one or the other. You know, if you, if you do like a sweeter blend, bulk options tend to be a better choice. Uh, your moisture level is going to be better. Mm. Uh, you're going to have a very uh, a, a higher variety of tobaccos to pick from. The price is so much cheaper; it's incredible. You know, a, a two ounce bag, uh, for instance, of uh, tobacco at the Country Squire uh, starts at seven seventy five. Where you know your favorite tin of tobacco might start at you know twelve or thirteen dollars, you know depending on the on the type. And so, uh, so for the for the aromatic smoker, uh, the bulk tobacco is is much more attractive. Um, you're also for the aromatic smoker, you're able to customize bulk blends in ways that you can't do the tins, right? So so you can talk if it's an old fashioned tobacconist like the Country Squire, you can go to the guy. I like that tobacco you got there, but can you throw a dash of this in it, or right, can you throw right. a dash, or can you make it a little more like this? And of course, in our, you know, in our, you know, from our standpoint, we love to do that. That's kind of where we, you know, that's where we really shine. It's experimentation has right is all. It's just like baking, man. You know, we get to get to customize something, especially for you. And so, for the aromatic smoker, I think there's more advantages in bulk tobaccos. For non-aromatic smokers, bulk and tin are close, but tin tobaccos definitely get the nod. So, so for non-aromatic smokers, you've got. You know, these are people that like English blends, Virginia Periques, Virginia Flake, uh, things like that. You know, the there are some great bulk tobaccos in that realm, um, but the tin tobaccos get the nod. 
uh, for your non-aromatic smokers. Point me in the right direction. I want to smoke English. You're saying 10, 10 tobacco is the right to go. What tins do you kind of like, you know, recommend to that new? new yeah, kind of smoke? as a as a first stop. Yeah. For English. Um. Well, yeah, like an English blend, for instance. Of course, we talk, uh, you know, just incessantly about one of our favorites, which is Frogmorton. Uh, Dunhill 965 is excellent or Nightcap. Are all the Frogmortons English? They are. They are. But they are interesting in that they, you know, have this element of unflavored black Cavendish. Uh-huh. Um, and then for someone that does like a, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and and then for someone that does like the uh, something sweeter, you have the addition of the whiskey that's in the Frogmorton cellar, uh, which gives you just a little bit of that. You know, for an aromatic smoker wanting to try an English blend, it's kind of a nice, nice gap blend, you know, yeah. that can get there. But um, so anyway, but the, you know, for non-aromatic smokers, tends kind of get the nod, right? I mean, you, unless you can find a, like, unless you can find a tobacconist that carries you know, Scottish mixture, for instance, is, you know, it's a, most people consider it a non-aromatic. It comes in bulk and it comes in a tin. If it's that kind of situation, well, the bulk is better. But, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of these tin tobaccos, they only come uh, in the tin. And so they typically, for non-aromatic tobaccos, the tins are really great for aging. Uh, you know, you can leave them in there. If, if they've been sitting at a shop that doesn't do a lot of pipe tobacco, you know, you may be buying a, a tin that has been sitting there for years. And so in some sense, the they kind of done the aging for you. Right. You know, you're buying an aged tin of tobacco, which is kind of neat. The, the beauty of tins also with non-aromatic smokers is that the companies that blend tinned tobacco tend to get highly specialized ingredients that aren't available to all brick-and-mortar blenders, okay? At the Squire, we have a pretty good, you know, relationship with most of the vendors in America, and so we can get a lot of specialized leaves. Um, but there's still some leaves that we can't get. And, and and some of the leaves we get, you know, we can only get just because we've been here forever. There's mm-hmm. other shops that wouldn't be able to have that. And so that's why on average, for the non-aromatic smoker, you know, a big company like MacBaron or Orlick or, you know, Cornell and Deal, these are folks that have access to very particular leaves um, that are so small batch, but they're, you know, peculiar, interesting, you know, give the opportunity to really have a distinct flavor. A lot of those, you know, very particular small batch kind of craft leaves that are out there, a lot of small time blenders like us here at the Squire, we don't have access to those. Mm, yeah. And so, you know, that's why. Uh, for instance, you know, that old dark fired that we love so much from from MacBaron, the HH old dark fired. I mean, that tobacco's got leaf in it that's been sitting in a barn for 40 years. That's almost as old as the country <laughs> squire. Is. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of the tinned guys, uh, you know, are going to gravitate more towards the or the the the, the non aromatic guys are going to gravitate more towards the tins because there's more options there for people who like a more. Uh, nuanced blend, something that uh, has small batch ingredients that are really interesting or, you know, weird or hard to get your hands on. There's a lot of that there. Um, also, you know, the tin tobaccos, and look, we sell non-aromatic tobaccos in our bulk. We love the ones we have. We're proud of the ones we have. Things like Baker Street and Bowser's Castle and Bag End. Um, you know, we work really hard on these non-aromatics, but the ingredients and in some of the tin tobaccos, I mean, you're smoking the same tobacco, 965, for instance, if you're a William Faulkner fan, you can channel him <laughs> while you're smoking that because guess what? That was his blend. Yeah. <laughs> Three nuns, if you're a C.S. Lewis fan. I mean, these are tobaccos that have been around, just storied tobaccos that have been around for decades, mm. Orlick, Escudo, that are just incredibly historical, you know, and so, and so there's that kind of tie to that that uh, is is fun with the tin tobaccos as well. Who famous smoked Orlick? Uh, 
John David Cole? John no, David. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. I actually don't know any. Uh, I don't know any famous Orlick smokers, but I, you know, it's been around for so long, and it's just a. It's just one of those blends that you know, if you're a pipe smoker, it's you've you've tried it before. I do you know? like that it's, golden it's, slice. It's like a scudo. It's yeah. like you know the gosh. I mean, think of think of all the great the Mac Baron Navy Flake, or you know, nowadays there's there's newer standards that we see some of the Seattle Pipe Club stuff, some of the stuff that uh, Cornell and Deal is putting out GLPs. I mean, they, these are tobaccos that you know just you know if if you're a serious pipe smoker, you've tried them at some point, yeah. you know. And so I, I just think there are more options there in the tinned section, so you'll you'll get that variety. Now, the exception to this is at a real pipe shop, right? And so that, that's always kind of the exception, right? So all things being equal, the, you know, we generally point aromatic smokers to bulk tobaccos and non-aromatic smokers can do both bulk and non-bulk. You know, the, ten, the tens kind of get the nod on there. That is true at a real pipe shop that's turning a lot of bulk tobacco. It, it's just good to think and, and good to remember if you're a tobacconist, uh, you know, if it's a cigar dealer, if it's a tobacco shop that that doesn't do a lot of pipe related things, you're probably going to want to stick to their prepackaged tobaccos. So you're gonna, you're probably going to want to stick to you know their tins, uh, if any packages. Uh, think of our uh, our hamster scale pack tobaccos, <laughs> like you know, like uh, you know the Captain Black and uh, th- th- those are going to be <laughs> those are going to be fresher in a shop like that. Than their bulk tobacco. So, so if it's a shop that doesn't do a lot of pipe business, mm. I would encourage you to gravitate towards you know their tin section. If it's a shop that does both, that does a lot of pipe business, that's kind of known for their pipe stuff. You know, certainly I think their tin, you know, their bulk tobaccos would be fresh, would be um, you know worth experimenting with, and and the guy behind the counter can really help you with a lot of that. So you know that goes for anywhere, any shop that uh, that's worth their salt uh, on that front. That's good. You know, yeah. I, was, I was thinking about the um, the loose leaf in terms of various tobacco shops that are out there. Depending on where they are in the country, uh, they're going to have different availability in terms of what kind of loose leaf tobacco they have. Um, you know, like yeah, if, if, no, that's right. Yes, yeah, so they've got the bulk, which is available, but you know, a lot of kind of the custom blending can only happen in certain states. That that's right, o- only certain areas, yeah. and and you know, there's only so much of a market for it. I mean, people come in and they're um they're still stunned uh, to walk into a, you know a dusty old smoke shop like the Squire and realize though that the people behind the counter are doing this kind of stuff. Right. You know, right. I, I was uh, talking with our friend Eric Karlowski up at uh, Indian River tobacco traders there in Michigan, you know, and it, it's just, it's rare for people like him and me, Ross uh, Tykin down in uh, Houston, you know, these are, we're people that blend leaves to pay our bills, you know, that's what mm. we do uh, on a very small batch uh, retail level. Uh, and it's just not very common anymore. And so, you know, you'll get the sense talking to the guy behind the counter, if that's something that they're actually doing, or if they're just taking things repackaging them, you know, and, and putting them out because maybe they're not as interested in, in uh, bulk to, you know, or in, in pipe tobacco. But, but it, you know, it's a it's a fun thing to consider. You know, there's so many great tobaccos both in bulk and in tin. But on average, uh, our aromatic smokers are going to gravitate more towards the bulk tobaccos. And our, it, with, with some exceptions, we've got, uh, of course, some great, you know, tinned aromatic uh, tobaccos. But on, on, on average, they're, they're going to gravitate in that direction. The non-aromatic smokers uh, will tend to graduate uh, or gravitate towards the tens. Uh, you know, if you, uh, if you, uh, again, on average with exceptions. Right, right. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> graduate to the tens. It, right. Yeah. No, that's it. it yeah. So, uh, anyway, but, um, uh, yeah, that's just kind of the, you know, 30,000 foot view of it. 
Uh, we have folks come in all the time. They'll see both sides and they'll be like, man, what's the what's the difference? Like, why would I buy one over the other, you know, other than just price? So anyway, it's a good uh, good thing to kick around. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is interesting because, you know, as, as we do the show, we are we are flanked. Uh, are, are, is it flanked when it's front and back or is that just when it's side to side? I, I, I don't I don't know, but we are flanked and surrounded we, and we... <laughs> immersed in uh in in wonderful tobacco well yeah so that's the thing so like behind us uh, <laughs> for those who've ever tuned in for a live show then you know this but behind us are these amazing blends that uh, most of which you you've blended yourself that are available here at the country squire and then uh behind the camera which the the, the viewer never actually sees is uh is rows of tin tobaccos and so it, it's always interesting because as you're talking i get a chance to kind of uh look ahead of us i'm like oh man yeah i got that i got that I got that. <laughs> you know, like, there, there is kind of a, that collection mentality that goes along with uh, the tin tobacco, and uh, I always get a little nervous with with the loose with the loose because with the loose it's like, look, if I'm buying the loose, it's because I'm going to smoke it. Whereas I'm right. buying tin, eh, I have the option. I got the option of, of putting it back. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so the beautiful thing is, you know, you can you can uh, uh, get get a bunch if you're starting out. You know, get a couple of tins, get get a couple of loose leaf. Uh, you know, check with your local tobacconist to find what's right for you. Uh, but but most importantly, as you are sampling a lot of these different tobaccos, you're gonna want to make sure that you are making sure that you get all the various flavors available. No, that's right. Some of the things that John David has talked about tonight in terms of. You know, a, a wetter tobacco versus a drier tobacco versus something that has been aged. You know, all of these little nuances that you can get in the flavoring, you can only really get if you get a good, cool, clean smoke. And you can get that from the pipes available at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. We always recommend trying new tobaccos in a Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, uh, especially because you're getting a great pipe for the for the price. Uh, the value is just extraordinary. And with a lot of with a lot of newer pipes, you know, these distinct flavors they can ghost pipes. They can carry uh, into other other pipes, you know, you might have your prized four hundred dollar pipe that you're like, well, I don't know if I should put this tobacco in it because it might, uh, you know, make my perfectly seasoned pipe uh, all of a sudden taste like, uh, you know, a fruit smoothie. And uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and and you know, with with the Missouri Meerschaum, you just don't really have to worry about that. It's not a uh, it's not a big concern. Missouri Meerschaum pipes, obviously, they uh, are incredibly durable. Uh, the the value is great. Uh, and they come in a lot of different styles. If you are looking to sample tobaccos, we've been regularly recommending the Short Stop ah, recently. Yes. Uh, the Short Stop, it's a wonderful pipe. They took the bowl from the Missouri Meerschaum Mini and gave it a little longer, <laughs> gave it a, a little <laughs> longer stem. Made it into a real pipe. I made it into a real pipe. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, with no disrespect to right. the mini. No, we love the mini, love and the and, mini. and it and it's great. But but yeah, it's a, it's a better you know, keychain than that, it is a pipe. No, I mean for some people, you know, it's just a, more of a novelty, right? And right. So exactly. The uh and and you know we we love the mini, but yeah, it's uh that that shortstop is great because it just takes that stem and makes it long enough to cool the smoke down. Comes in a really nice black or amber amber stem there connected to the wooden shank, and uh and the bowl is just big enough to fill up a little pinch of tobacco. Uh, just a sample, just to see, uh, just just to see what you think about it. So anyway, great pipes from the friends, our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, we appreciate them so much for sponsoring the show, sponsoring our custom cob competition, um, and uh, we we hope that you uh, you support them and thank them for supporting us. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week this week comes in from listener Jim Nelson. All right, now this is great. Jim uh, sends a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of context for this question. Yeah, okay, great. Right, you ready for this? Yeah, we, we, we like context. Oh, all, context is king. All right, he says, I got started smoking a pipe in the early 1980s uh, in Kansas City while being a scholar. He says, guess what kind of archetype I fit into? 
He said, I had two pipe shops. I could walk to the tinderbox across the street at the mall. Uh, on occasion, I would fight the traffic to go into Debele's? Debiles. 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 To Debiles in Uptown where a pipe maker worked on occasion. Uh, would come out to the corner uh, counter and answer questions. The proprietor of the tinderbox told me not to use bristle pipe cleaners because the pipes in my collection had vulcanite stems. He said that the bristles eventually scratched the vulcanite and the tar and the accompanying bitterness would collect in the stem and be very difficult to remove. When I got my first nice pipe, a handcrafted beauty from Diablos. 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 Diabelles. I'm free. He says, with an acrylic stem, I asked the pipe maker about the bristle pipe cleaner. He didn't disagree with the other guy's advice, but said the acrylic is quite a bit tougher than vulcanite, and therefore, bristle cleaners would be fine on a new pipe. Most recently, I see recommendations to use bristle cleaners with alcohol to deep clean uh, all the hard-to-reach places, including running them through the stem. Since this advice is on the internet, I'm pretty sure it has to be true, but just in case, I thought I'd ask you. By the way, we're on the internet too. Just want to. Look. <laughs> I mean, I, we're the exception rule because we're always. True yeah, yeah. Here, don't don't trust anything up on the internet except for this. Except show. for us, for yeah. you know, but we don't have a stake in that at all. All right. So here's the question. He says, <laughs> "So, all wise John David, can bristle cleaners actually scratch the inside of uh, inside of vulcanite stems, or is that just an old pipe maker's tale?" No, I, I think it's actually great. I, you know, vulcanite ebonite stems. These are stems that are made of a hard rubber. And, and and it is even though it's a harder rubber, this is a malleable substance. I mean, that's why you mm. find these old pipes that you know the stems are oxidized and they've got all these teeth marks on them, and you know maybe they're chewed up a little bit or have some kind of deformity just because they've uh, even they you know too much heat. I mean, can make the stem deform things like that. You know the, these old ebonite stems. It's why it's so important to clean your pipe. I sound like a dentist. Like you got to <laughs> clean your teeth every day. Well, you, you know, when, do that. whenever you smoke your pipe, you, you really need to clean it because, I mean, to, just to be really honest, if you're scrubbing your pipe with a pipe cleaner after each smoke, you'll probably never need a bristled pipe cleaner. Like, I mean, if, if you if you use a pipe cleaner, just a regular pipe cleaner after every smoke of your pipe, yeah, you'll probably never need a bristled pipe cleaner. I mean, it's probably it's, never. It is kind of like this, right? You brush your teeth every day, you probably won't need a root canal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, same thing. Okay. And, and And so that that's the idea, you know, but if you do... Again, have these uh, the use for a, a bristled cleaner that you do run the risk of it scratching the inside of the of the ebonite stem. Now, can that hurt it, and then maybe in some way help the you know the tobacco juice and the saliva and all that stuff kind of get stuck in there and give it a sour taste and all that? Yeah, that's possible, you know, that ab- absolutely possible. So, you know, bristled pipe cleaners totally fine on acrylic and lucite mouth mouthpieces. You know, use at will uh, as much as you'd like. Um, if you do need them on an ebonite stem, I you know encourage people generally to use them as sparingly as possible mm-hmm. because of this reason. And so, uh, you know, you you do run the risk of scratching the inside of the tobacco of the stem. Uh, you know, it can give more opportunity for moisture to get into those little you know that old uh, ebonite, particularly as it gets more brittle and things like that. And so. You know, you want to use your bristled pipe cleaners kind of, kind of sparingly if you can. Mm. Um, at least certainly on a on a um, vulcanite or ebonite stem. But you know, a lot of this, if it does start to distaste, you know, get a bad taste or sour, uh, you know, a lot of this again can be uh, fixed by, uh, you know, deep cleaning. Uh, you know, we talked about you know running your pipe cleaner through there, maybe with some alcohol on it or something like that, just to get some 
some of those old bitterness, uh, you know, tastes out that he that he talks about. So um, anyway, I you know uh, sparingly on a you know on an ebonite stem, vulcanite stem, uh, you want to use um, you know bristle pipe cleaners. You know it's okay occasionally, but you know but you don't want to use them for for every every cleaning. It's kind of interesting. He talks about starting smoking in Kansas City and uh, going the tinderbox or going uh, into town to go to Diebels. Diebels is actually, you know, we talked at uh, at length last week about McClellan Tobacco Company mm-hmm. and Mike McNeil, who, um, you know, has been in the tobacco industry for, for decades and dec- decades. And that's actually where he got his start. Was oh, it, really? Was at Diebels. Yeah, that, that, that huh. shop has been around for a long, long, long time. Um, oh, I'm sorry, and, I called it Diablo. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you didn't like it, maybe you would. No, be I've Diablo. never met it. But you, you I, I, I've never met it either. But <laughs> um, and actually, to be honest with you, now, now I'm sitting here thinking about it, Diebels may not be open anymore. I need to find that out. Um, but that is a old shop that's been around for a long time, and it either, to be real honest with you, I should know if it's open or not. I'd love for uh, for someone to let us know. But anyway, um, but but that's a that's one of those old fashioned tobacco shops that you hear. Uh, people talk about if they lived in that part of the country or maybe uh, you know stopped through there. That a lot of a lot of pipe enthusiasts always went to Diebels, and of course, uh, of course, our friend Mike McNeil uh, got his got his start there as well. So kind of kind of cool, kind of cool. I wonder if at some point it might be worth exploring, like doing episodes spotlighting pipe shops that have, have kind of this lore and legacy behind them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Let's figure figure out what that might look yeah, like. Yeah, that's yeah. We ought to we ought to because a lot of I mean, you talk about not just the obvious candidates like Ewan Reese or L.J. Peretti, but I mean, there's there's you know pipe shops that have a kind of regional niche niche following um, that have been around for almost a hundred years. That could you know? be cool. Uh, yeah, it would be it would be fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, hey, great question. Thank you so much for this pipe question of the week from uh, Jim Nelson. Uh, by the way, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in to us, show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. All right, man. Quick fire, Chris Jones. Ow! All right. Quick fire, Chris Jones. Brought to us this week by the Tin Society. That's right. Tinsociety.com is a place to go for an amazing online service that you're going to love and you will hear more about in just a minute. All right. These are actually sent in from Barry uh, Pettis. And I feel... Pretty, oh, I love Barry. Yeah. I, I yeah, said great. said the last name correctly. You did. I did. You did. I felt very proud of myself. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Are you ready for this? <laughs> All right. For, quick fire from Barry. All right. Lost or Gilligan's Island? Lost. So I I, I didn't watch... Is there really a discussion here? I didn't watch Lost? Hey. Uh, okay. okay. Yep. This is coming from the guy yeah. who always constantly is having to apologize for never having seen... Any movie you reference, ever. Yep. Yeah. But, but you didn't watch Lost. It's a it's a bizarro Country Squire Radio quick fire questions here. Wow. I uh, I never lived. I, I watched like maybe two episodes and and I could I just couldn't get into it. And I wow. I, I got the sense that it wasn't going anywhere. And then at the end of it, I found out that, that it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> so my thought was, if I'm proved like the destination was not the point, it was the journey. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, my, my thought process was that if it was amazing once the series was completed, I would binge watch the entire thing, and I saw the mixed reviews, and I didn't. And so that's, that's, that's why I'm going to go with Gilligan's Island. Oh, well, there, there you go. Which there I haven't go. seen all of Gilligan's Island either, but you know, that's a classic. All right, Modern Family or Brady Bunch? Uh, I'm sensing a theme here. Brady Bunch? I I, I don't I, I don't believe I've ever seen an episode of Modern Family. I, so I've seen bits of Modern Family. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is part of the problem with modern television. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> part of the problem is that like you get like clips on YouTube, so like YouTube will recommend something for you, and then you see like five minutes of an episode. 
Right. You know, and sometimes it plays the next bit and sometimes it doesn't. So right. like the extent of my watching Modern Family has been occasionally on YouTube, some okay. bits will show up. Uh, Brady Bunch. Trace Adkins or Johnny Cash? Johnny Cash. Yeah, Johnny Cash all the way. Who's Trace Adkins? What songs? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to pick against Johnny Cash. No, no, why would you? He's, <laughs> he's the man in black. Do you know every year in Starkville, Mississippi, they have a festival? It's about cows, isn't it? It is not. And cheese? It's called, and cheese, right. <laughs> and anything agriculture related. Uh, it, it is called the Johnny Cash uh, Flower Picking Festival. Oh! And they do this every single year. Yeah. Because Johnny Cash wrote a song called The Starkville City Jail. And and that, <laughs> he went to play a concert at Mississippi State University, which is in, in Starkville. That's where I went and to school. it's like going to jail. And uh, Right, right. Thanks, Buck. <laughs> And uh, not as bad as Mississippi College, uh, but anyway, yeah, that is true. But <laughs> they had uh, so every when when Johnny Cash went to play a concert at Mississippi State, he got a uh, he may may have had one too many uh, you know uh, Bud heavies that night, you know something like that. But he he got arrested. Uh, he was caught. Um, let's just say uh, relieving himself in someone's flower bed. Wow. Uh, in Starkville. Wow. And so they arrested him. Like you do. And sent him to, to jail Man. Uh, there. And so he has a song, Starkville City Jail. And he, you know, and, and so th- several years ago, they started this Johnny Cash festival. And to open the festival, they pardoned Johnny Cash. Oh, wow. For peeing in the flower bed. <laughs> <laughs> How famous do you have to be? To get arrested by relieving yourself on someone's yard and then them throw a festival about it. I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. He, he, said, he said when they were uh, when they arrested him that he, he wasn't doing that. He was just picking flowers. Uh-huh. So, uh, so anyway, that's that's. I'm that Johnny Cash. So anyway, regardless, I'm going with Johnny Cash. All right. Finally, <laughs> Maroon 5 or Led Zeppelin? Uh, let's have yeah, that's not even a competition. <laughs> this is silly. You got to get the lead out. <laughs> and sometimes you got to get the maroon out. Hence, Starkful and right. urinating... Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hail State, Bo. Barry Pettis. Hail State. Wonderful quick fire questions. Again, this segment brought to you by the Tin Society. Yeah. Now, we've been talking about the Tin Society for the last couple of episodes. It's a great service. Uh, basically, it is uh, hand uh, delivered. Uh, a pipe tobacco to your home front door, at least hand delivered until the drones come, but that's a long way out. <laughs> that's uh, right. Here's the thing. You get some great curated uh, various tobaccos to extend your own palate and maybe even save for a little bit for later as well. That's you know, right. As you're getting these in. So it's a, it's a wonderful way to expand out uh, your, your own cellar and sample a lot of new tobaccos uh, that are coming into you every single month. And the great thing is with the Tin Society, they've got a special offer exclusive to Country Squire radio listeners. If you use the code SQUIRE, you get 20% off your first month of service and you get free Missouri Meerschaum pipe. That's right. So it's That's like right. it's like the best thing ever. Why would you not do this? Yeah. I, I, why haven't you done this? <laughs> we love the concept of the Tin Society mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, these are pe- people that were, uh, you know, frustrated with having to buy a whole tin just to try uh, a brand new tobacco. And with the Tin Society, you get, uh, you know, a variety of samples uh, each month. Uh, each sample that you get of different tobaccos, you can get uh, at least three smokes out of. Uh, and so you're getting a, a lot of tobacco, a lot of samples, and uh, and you're not committed to buying an entire tin, which is really great. Yeah. Uh, and they, they keep it well curated. You know, it's constantly mixed up. And um, anyway, so we, we encourage you to look, look, check them out. You can find them at tinsociety.com. Uh, and again, if you use the code SQUIRE, uh, when you're checking out, you'll get 20% off that first month's buy. Your, your thoughts, your comments, comments. listener Listen feedback. feedback. All right, here we go. Listener feedback. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. Okay, this one comes in from Jim Nelson. Wait, Jim, Jim running double duty here. 
Yeah, this is the question of the week. Andy got an email from. All right. <laughs> Normally, I do whenever we get uh, whenever we get multiples in here. I do like yeah, to try to mix it up. Mix yeah. it up. But you know what? Nah, let's just roll with it. No, that's great. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Jim says he said I, I listened to the twenty uh, fourth, uh, the June twenty fourth of twenty fourteen episode uh, where the quick fire question was between Dave Matthews and the Beatles. Oh yes, that we're dredging one. that up. Yeah. Uh, given the fact that poor Dave seems to have dropped off the face of the earth, hey. I'm wondering if Bo is ready to report his ill-fated pick of, no, Dave Matthews band over the Beatles. Uh, musicians compared to breakfast cereals, Beatles equals cornflakes. Dave Matthews, uh, you, you, you Kellos. You're, you're, you're Kellos. I don't know. Some, some, some cereal that nobody's ever heard of. I, I, I don't know anything about that. All right. So Jim, Jim Nelson uh, asking me if I still would choose Dave Matthews band over the Beatles. Uh, the answer, of course, it's, yes, absolutely. Bo is, unre- it like, Bo is unrepentant. If, if, if it's about dropping off the face of the earth, I haven't seen a lot of those Beatles in a couple of years either. So, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. It's because they're all like 75, and the ones dead. that are left. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't Ringo the only one left? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember where all the Beatles went. Wow. Oh. That was pretty, that's pretty good. If, if like John Lennon... Circa 1970, <laughs> met Stewie Griffin. That's what he would sound <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw me off the Stewie Griffin. So you know, no, no. It was, uh, by the way, that was a a classic. I guess that is uh, the June 24th of 2014 episode. For those of you who have access to the Country Square Radio Archive, yeah. If you've not gone back yeah. and listened to that fateful quickfire questions, uh, that that's a good one to go back and check out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Uh, also, we got in uh, some feedback from Eric P. What did Eric have to say? Uh, Eric says, love the podcast. You guys do a fantastic job. Heard about your new sponsor, The Tin Society, but I can't find them online. Sounds like something I'd like to sign up for. What's the best way to sign up? Where can I find a link? Absolutely. Eric, it's the, it's, it's, um, I'm sorry, it's tinsociety.com. Just yeah. tinsociety.com. If you go there, their site is beautiful. It is uh, just really um, well-designed, easy to navigate. You know, we'd love for you to go check them out and um, great folks over there. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, uh, for any of the sponsors of the show, if you go to countrysquireradio.com, you know, we've got actually on the page a little grid of all of the different sponsors and direct links to all of of their uh, sites and services and all that kind of great stuff. So uh, countrysquireradio.com and you can Mm -hmm. find the button there with their very cool little logo, uh, man. We getting getting in a lot of action few, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, a few a few, a few live uh, live feedback option uh, items here. Uh, our friend uh, Hockter, the Love Doctor, he says I've settled on Bulks One Q Stokeby Bullseye Navy Luxury Flake Newminster Four Hundred for every day. Uh, tens of Escudo and Orlick Golden Sliced for aging, uh, having a ten or two a year. So he he tends toward the Bulks, but you know puts a few of the other back. Our friend uh, C D. C. Duomo. C. Duomo, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, we uh, love uh, Chris. He says, uh, the non-aromatic struggle is real. Do you know how hard it is to find a Virginia Perique in bulk uh, if you're not living in Jackson, Mississippi? And uh, and so it, it is. You know, the, that whole, you know, the bulk, there's just less options in non-aromatics. At Pesky Prussian says, uh, every so often, uh, check out those little crappy tobacco shops every, uh, or he says, uh, every so often, check out those little crappy tobacco shops they might not have tins, but if they do, they might be excellent. I've found 15-year-old McClellan, Virginia's stuck on dusty shelves of places simply because pipe smokers just didn't go in there. Our, our friend Gene Bowker, he asks if there's any updates on the Virginias from last week. Uh, Gene, no, we uh, don't have any. Um, you know, 5100 is is uh, is gone. There is a, a Red Virginia uh, crisis in America, and we are still wearing sackcloth, but we will keep you posted on, um, on, on that. So... 
Yeah, Russ Hicks sends in a poem, and, and while it's not fully true, I think it does kind of speak to where the mindset is of a lot of people <laughs> right now. Uh, it says, a red Virginia poem. Uh, Ribbons are red. Smoke rings are blue. 5100 is gone. McClelland is through. But they're not. They're not. They're not through. They're they're not through. They uh, you know, it, it, it's just gonna be uh, um, it's gonna be a challenge. Fifty one hundred is through. It's uh, it's yeah. it's they're not It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge. It's, it's so. gonna be different. Um, man, one thing we failed to mention during announcements tonight, and uh, and that is breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. What? Like we need a. It doesn't happen enough. Like Walter Cronkite or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, we uh we are pleased to announce, and uh, so glad we we um were able to sneak this in before the show ended. Uh, that there will be a a a um I actually don't think it's the second annual. I think it's like the third or fourth annual. Yeah, but it's it's like it's like the second for Country Square Radio for us. The Texas Pipe Show is coming back. <laughs> That's right, baby. That's right. October 6th at Pop Safari Room in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, it's at Pops again. It's at Pops again, man. Oh, they, they man. Just, they just finalized uh, uh, that this week. I, Get all uh, little doggies. Found out from uh, from our good friend Pylorns uh, that that was a go. So it's confirmed October 6th. Uh, <laughs> and, and we are announcing that here tonight on Country Squire Radio. Ow! And, uh, we're very excited about that. We really hope. Uh, you know, if you are free that time of year, it's worth the trip. Uh, man, last year we had folks come literally from a thousand miles away because they heard of this on Country Square Radio. And, awesome. and and so we got to meet up with uh, with friends there. It's just so great. Uh, the Slow Smoke competition and uh, several vendors. It was just a just a really good time. If you've never been to Texas, it's a good opportunity to to go there and um, and and see some of the sites. And so. Um, anyway, just a uh, really exciting October sixth at Pop Safari Room uh, in uh, in Fort Worth. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be keeping our yeah. eye on that one, man. Hope that uh, hope hopefully that uh, the show continues to uh, grow and go. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, man, you know, I I, I know that uh, we had, we had discussed something before the show. I, I feel like it's worth mentioning before we we sign off. Don't you think? I tell you what, let's do it next week. You want to do it next Is week? Is that okay? We'll do it next week. Okay, we'll do it next week. All right, so that's a tease. Yep. Something coming next week. <laughs> Speaking of what's coming next week, of course, we've got the uh, the pipe smoking archetype uh, episode coming on the here on the horizon. Uh, when we're talking aristocrats and aristocats. No, I did it right again. You did. You did you're, well. You are. You're determined. You, you, did, you did really <laughs> well. I, I, I just. Re, I really want you to to mess it up. I appreciate it's, it's that. It's more fun that way. Um, the aristoc. <laughs> I was about to say something. Uh, the, the, uh, all right, from the top, Mike. No, I, I don't think any of that should be deleted. You want to keep it in? Yeah. Keep it in, Mike. Uh, so, sorry. So, the <laughs> aristocrats. The aristocrats. The aristocrats. Right. You know, rich, rich, snobbish people. Uh, uh, the, the, the wealthy and well the fee Of the feline variety. Uh, no, not right. the feline variety. No cats were involved in the making of this podcast. Uh, but we do want to talk Thank about God. the aristocrats. Uh, right, as well as the the farmer, um, right, and and so from that standpoint, those different kind of pipe smoking archetypes. Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Send those into the show at countrysquireradio.com. I'll also be posting out on Facebook this week, as well as Twitter, uh, and also we love hitting up the uh, the the Reddit community at uh, our our pipe tobacco uh, over on Reddit as well. They do a, a, a so great many job good over friends there. over at Reddit. Oh, big time, man! It's I've, I'm always uh, whenever. I don't get to pop over there very much, but uh, but I actually uh, I did right after we did our um, our, our Virginia episode. I, I I jumped on there and I was like, you know, I I don't do this all that often, you know, is you're not supposed to like promote your own stuff. But I thought, well, this is kind of like good news and like you know good information for the for the culture, right, right. So might as well get on there and and, and promote it out. And 
as I was perusing and reading, I was like, man, they, they've really got an amazing community here. So uh, shout out to the Reddit guys. It's one of the best on the internet. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so they do, do a fantastic job. But hey, uh, you can keep up with us, by the way, throughout the week. Lots of ways to do it. You can follow us on Twitter, of course. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. Uh, and of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio. You can find all that information and more at CountrySquireRadio.com, where we broadcast live on Monday nights. You can hear, join us there at CountrySquireRadio.com on Monday nights at the hours that you know and love. I'm talking about 8.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 Pacific, and 9.30 Eastern. Again, that's available at CountrySquireRadio.com. Dude, what a fun show. Yeah, man. I had a good time, man. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> Are you, 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 you going to go to sleep? <laughs> I think you, I'm going to go someone, sleep. Someone need a little nap? I, 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 do, I do need a nap. You want to yeah. get a McDonald's? You, know, you, wanna, thought... you want a little, you want the Happy Meal? Huh? <laughs> you want to take your nap? <laughs> it only works when I do it. Uh, <laughs> I thought about this the other day, actually. I think we're, we're, we're kind of Stewie and Brian. Yeah. Like Stewie and Brian. My Stewie voice is better. Yeah, but but I'm the the crazy antic guy who, who and I'm the realist. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's go tonight. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Oh,